This is a short bite episode of Homeschool Together. Hello and welcome to Homeschool Together Short Bite Edition. Today we're going to spend some time reviewing the great cooperative game Forbidden Island by GameRight. Yeah, this was like our this was our first game right game. Like we I don't think we knew about them until yeah. we got this game. We were like, what is this game company? Well, and it was also, you know, this game and you know, was the other one Forbidden Treasure? Well, we have Forbidden Island, Forbidden Desert. So Forbidden Desert, yeah, if you look, yes. you'll see it's there's a trilogy. I think it's meant to be like the same group of adventures. Forbidden Island, Forbidden Desert, and then Forbidden Sky. Forbidden Sky. That's so right. yeah. And, and these are all in the genre of cooperative games this is something where multiple people play together they all work together towards a common goal and they're playing against the game so where the game has some limiting factor built into it whether it's through card rolling or dice rolling some meter or some type of drawing sequence there's some limiting factor that drives the game to some end yeah this was our first co-op we had never had a co-op until we got this one I, i don't think and and uh, it really opened up this whole genre. I think the game designer on this is the same one that did Pandemic. Oh, wow. So this was his first co-op game. So but Pandemic is game right? No, it's not game no, right. No, it's, it's not game right. That's Z-Man. Z-Man, But yeah. uh, same uh, game designer. So okay. uh, if that's one you've heard about. So, so just to break it down, Forbidden Island is a two to four player cooperative as we said it's a tile based game um and we'd say it's probably ages six and up you might need to help your six-year-old a little bit but we've played it with our four-year-old so i think that a six-year-old could more than handle it i think it's really good for younger kids because there's a lot of discussion in the game right you're planning out your moves right so you know cooperative games are always we talked. We've talked about one cooperative game so far, right? We've talked about Hoot Owl Hoot, and that's very much a preschool game. This is definitely in the category of a family game. On Hoot Owl Hoot, the way the game kind of plays against you—I'm making air quotes, you can't see—is uh, that you're drawing tiles and you're drawing cards, and you're you're um, you're drawing sun cards, and it's kind of taking away the time you have to get to the finish. Mm-hmm. This is uh, sort of similar, but in that one. There was no special abilities. All players had the same thing. One of the things that's neat about Forbidden Island is that every player has unique abilities. So you are a group of adventurers. There's a whole bunch of tiles spread out on the table that represent a bunch of locations. And there are uh, four treasures hidden. There's two tiles per treasure. So there's multiple places you could find this treasure. And you are hopping from tile to tile, uh, trying to keep the island from sinking. So the tiles have a have a very vividly colored side and then they have another side that's all blue with the same image kind of like it's underwater atlantis type of thing right and so what's happening is as every turn goes by you're drawing cards and you're trying to get a certain number of cards like four or five i think it's four to get to go and claim this treasure but you are also every turn drawing a certain amount of flood cards and you're flipping these tiles. And, and almost right out of the gate, you're kind of behind the eight ball and you're right. It is literally, it, there's an element of feeling like it's a race to the end. Right. You're most times you're barely hopping along the board getting to home to get to the helicopter to fly away. Yeah, you have to collect all four treasures. So you can't let those tiles drop. Mm-hmm. You can't let the tiles drop that help you get to the the end goal, which is this helicopter launch pad. You got to get everyone off the island. Uh, and while you're drawing cards, every once in a while, you'll draw a Water's Rise card, which mm-hmm. means that 
your number of of uh, of tiles that will turn every turn is going to grow from like two to three to four. And I think the ones you just and the ones you just, just turned flipped. they get shuffled and they get put back on the top of the deck. Yes. So that means that the the ones that uh, there's some tiles that you're going to be constantly just trying to keep alive. Yeah, and as part of the game, you know, the four characters are out on the board and you can flip tiles back right. as part of your thing. But if if there's a sunken tile that's underwater, you can still go there. But if you draw that card again. It gets pulled out of the game. Right. So you're starting to have these holes in the game board where you can't move. And you have uh, one of the players can save two tiles per turn and for their action. And one player is a pilot. He can fly between tiles. Mm -hmm. And one player can give cards to another player. So... There, this is this is in an effort to try to make sure that everyone has some amount of uniqueness, which I, I love, right? So you move from the and preschool. When playing, or, and when you're playing all four players, it's really cool how they designed it. You need every single person. Yeah, you, you really do. Every person's turn is important. And so you as a team are thinking about, okay, oh, you're the one that can do two tiles. Okay, I want to send you to this area where we just keep flooding tiles and we need to you go over there okay and i'm the pilot i'm going to hop around and give cards to people or right so everyone kind of develop you develop as a team a strategy so i love that from the preschool games where sure it was cooperative which is great uh, but you were all kind of the same to this game where everyone has some sort of unique ability and if we're trying to explain this and maybe we're explaining it poorly, but it is a pretty simple game to play. This has been one of the best gateway games we've, we've done. We've played it with uh, parents and grandparents mm-hmm. and they've been able to understand and play this game yeah, with these us. These are people who maybe are traditionally Candyland, Monopoly, traditional board games and not more. Right. I don't know a good way to say it. Not elevated. I mean, these are nerdy board games. More, more nerdy board games. Sort of like, you know, we see Catan now in almost every store. But that wasn't the case 10 years ago. Right, when we bought Forbidden Island, that wasn't the case. Yeah, yeah. Forbidden Island, we had to go to our local weird game store. Right, when it first came out. Yeah. Yeah. But now I think you can get Forbidden Island anywhere. This is like, this is a a terrific, I would say this is probably the lowest level as far as age and and ability is concerned of family, of nerdy family games. Mm -hmm. Right, we've talked about things like Telestrations and stuff that are party games, but this is really just, this is a nerdy board game, and this is about as basic as, as we can go. So down to kind of that six-year-old age group. We've played it with our four-year-old, and yeah. she's been able to play. We've had to help her quite a bit. Yeah. But that's what's great about Cooperative, too, is that if one player is not as strong, the other players can rise up to help that person, right? They're not in it by themselves. So there's quite a bit of strategy. Where are you going to go? Who's going to go for what? Uh, are you going to flip tiles? I also love this is not a super expensive game. It comes in a nice quality yeah, tin packaging is gorgeous right right i mean i know some people just absolutely hate when you know serious gamers hate when games come in tins i love that games come in tins yeah. from game right especially this one and, and forbidden desert and sky sushi go a bunch of game right games come in tins which i really appreciate because it's just easier and, and even to keep the pieces everything the little little good. things you're going for are really cool looking yeah they're, they're nice quality plastic yeah. and and your your tiles are, are nice quality it's good quality components and i feel like this is one of those games that we as a family are going to play from you know now i mean obviously we've already started playing a little bit but i'd say really that six-year-old age you know to be solidly in it we will play this up until our children are adults. We might this might be a key, a forever game too that we keep mm-hmm. and play with our grandkids because it's always fun. One of the things I love about it too is that there are different levels. So depending on how many cards you draw each turn is how difficult the game is. So you can start it at a really novice level and you can get to the point where it 
kicks our butt every time. Yeah. So you can you dial point, that in. Yeah, you get to a point almost if people have played Pandemic before where you're losing most of the time. Like right. The island sinks or, you know, yeah. the landing sinks and you can't get off the there, island. There's plenty of right. challenge in this game. We can absolutely ratchet this game up to the point that we cannot win it. And we play a lot of nerdy board games. Yeah, a lot of the cooperative games, um, they dial up the intensity based on those initial conditions. Right, right. So wherever you, you kind of start from is how fast you're going to... Because cause the whole thing is uh, cooperative games are a spiraling thing, right? They at some point, it spirals out of your control. It's all a, a game of even pandemic, right? You're trying to, and we'll talk about pandemic on when we're out. We're not in a pandemic because it is a great game, but I'm not going to talk about it now. But we'll cover it someday when we're not in a real pandemic. Um, but, you know, you're you're trying to keep everything okay, right? You're trying to keep all the cities from, right? So in this case, you're trying to keep all your tiles from to be okay while the game is progressively getting a little harder and a little harder the further the game goes on. So... It puts uh, it puts incentive on the players to to win because at some point the game is going to spiral beyond your ability to control and it. And you need to be you know to steal a line from the Avengers movie. You need to be in the end game at that point, right? Making your way to right the when end. it all you know uh, all heck breaks loose. You really need to you need to yeah. be to be ready to win. And so that's where those initial conditions they they bring on the chaos faster. <laughs> so yeah. so you can decide. I mean, Matthew and I have absolutely been totally smashed by this game before. Mm-hmm. And then we can play it on easy and win every time. Mm-hmm. So there is a level for everyone. Uh, I think that this is a terrific family game. So I would absolutely put this on your list. It's a, it's a great intro to game right games if you don't have any game rights yet. Uh, great quality components. Uh, really interesting and engaging theme applies to all age groups it's short plays in about a half an hour two to four players so absolutely recommend pick up forbidden island thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey please engage with us on social media join our homeschool together podcast group on facebook and find us at homeschool together podcast on instagram we'd love to hear your feedback questions and recommendations until next time Happy homeschooling!